our podcast this week, we delve deep into the non-horrible history of our special guest, Mr. Nick Frost. Some of it's horrible. You, <laughs> you've written a book about it, Nick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Plus, the usual news and nonsense on the movie podcast that is still struggling to get over the horror of Joe Pesci's rap video. <laughs> but here's the thing. Are you going to tell Joe Pesci he can't rap? You're not. You're just not. Absolutely Hello, not. Pod. I'm Chris Stewart, and welcome to the Empire Podcast. This week, I'm joined by two colleagues, two of such lethal cunning. We have our geek queen, Helen O'Hara. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you, yes. Fantastic. And we have whatever the hell James Dyer is. How are you, James? Hi, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good, good, good. Excellent. But every now and again <laughs> yeah. in the show, we are, we are very, very lucky to be joined by a temporary colleague of such lethal cunning, somebody who sits in for most of the show. I'm delighted to say that today we are joined by actor, writer, an all-round man's man, man about town, Mr. Nick Frost. How are hey, you, man? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Here, of course, currently starring in Horrible Histories, Rotten Romans. Well, yeah, apparently. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen it, but... You are in it. I've, I've, I am in I've it, just, yeah. I just double-checked. My son went to see it, and he was like, you're in it loads. <laughs> so I was kind of happy. Yeah, no musical number, though. There's lots of musical numbers in this movie, but Craig Roberts to, gets to sing. Uh, you, you don't. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm all right. You know, I did Cuban Fury. I feel my dancing in films is done. Well, it's it's very interesting you mentioned Cuban Fury because uh, I pretended that my knee was really sore, <laughs> and then the back went. And then, yeah, yeah, oh, terrible <laughs> knees. I have IBS. Can't do it. Yeah. Mad cow. Just, yeah. Just, just some human Creutzfeldt Jakob syndrome. <laughs> Um, a couple of weeks ago, people were banging on Twitter about the fact that it was the seventh anniversary of the opening ceremony of the Olympics. And that is special <laughs> for me because you may not remember this, Nick, but that is the day of the opening ceremony of the Olympics. I was in a car park on a roof of a car park uh, somewhere right. outside Hayes, London. That's where it was, watching you and Chris O'Dowd have a dance fight. Do the big old dance fight in Cuban Fury. Yeah, God, was that then? I don't even I know. Yeah. Someone else, I was in uh, like a big Asda near me the other day and someone was following me. When I got my kids, I'm all, I'm, my spider sense tingles when I see people kind of follow me around because I think, I will open you up if you come near my kids. <laughs> uh, but he was like, oh, hello, hello there. And I was like, hey. And, but he said, I work at the, the NCP. You guys had your dance fight on. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. It's all coming well, back, cool. man. I mean, uh, yeah, it is yeah. cool. It was, a, it, was a, it was a cracking day. It was, a fun it was day. very hot, wasn't it? Yeah, it was incredibly hot. I wasn't very there for hot. The, uh, the peg cameo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool to shoot. I enjoyed doing that. It was fun. But what, what, what are your memories of that dance fight? That was a lot of fun to watch. I, I don't know. I think I was still at that point when I was embarrassed that people were watching me dance. <laughs> I think my memories were they had bought like a big tent for the cast to sit in uh-huh. and they'd... Um, got a company to drop off air conditioning units <laughs> we just sat in like a baltically frozen <laughs> meat locker and then had to go out and sweat it out do that kind of business yeah while people like me regular schmoes had to sweat oh, on set sure sure yeah. yeah regular schmoes sure yeah well, at least it adds to the cuban feel right if you're uh, yeah yes it was a, it had, yeah you want to be like quite Havana sweaty and steam <laughs> Vibe, but yeah, I mean, you could see Heathrow in the background and like, corrupt <laughs> FM just around the corner. It wasn't, you oh, know, the glamour of the movie, business. it wasn't like uh, you know, hot Havana nights. No, no, we'll leave that to dirty dancing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, how does horrible histories happen for you? Is it because you're, you're, you're a dad these days? And uh, listen, I was just kind of approached and I knew of it and yeah. you know, knew it had a good heart and. They kind of said, here, we want you to be Argus, this Celt. And 
Um, I just think I had a good beard for it, and they saw that I had a beard. You and do have. Was willing to wear a bit, you know, a, a wig. Uh-huh. That is a magnificent beard. We should point out. Yeah. I have massive beard envy at the moment. Uh, for real? Oh, mm. thanks. Um, yeah, it's just I just don't shave. That's it. That's so, yeah, the secret. That's both it. Chris and I can try that. Well, mine stopped. Mine stopped growing for a while, you know. And uh, like last, like six weeks ago, mm. I decided to try and change my life in some way and get fit and stuff. So. I've lost two stone in a month. Wow. wow. In that month, my oh. beard has begun growing again. I don't know why, <laughs> but it just it's compensating. kick-started and went off. So, uh, and there's some correlation, I think, with weight loss and beard growth. <laughs> Are you so, in like a protein thing? Is it um, protein? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like under 600 calories a day for the, for the next three months or oh something like that. Wow. But the aim is you lose 10 stone in a year and then... You live to see your children get married. Well, I think which I'm is nice. the best one in the world being a big, strange, fat, isn't it? And funny man who's 47. <laughs> there aren't big, fat, funny men who are 57, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So do you just want to be a big, fat guy or do you want to see your kids get married? Mm. Not to each other, that would be weird. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think you have yeah. to make a choice and, you know, I stopped drinking and smoking and mm. everything. And so I'm just the beard eating. is your reward. The beard is all I got left. Mm. Uh, that's me. I just now it's growing again. It's you were clean shaven. This I can morning. feel it growing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I think they just said, "Do you fancy doing it?" And yeah. I think I'm kind of lucky that they, you know, like in Badlands and other bits and pieces, they say you can kind of come and do what you want, you know, which is great. But then when you're doing something like horrible, horrible histories, I think it was the most kind of IQ heavy production team I'd ever worked with because like they're all they all seem to be producers of history or you know professors or and like you do an improvisation they say oh it's very funny but not not accurate uh, historically uh, it's like oh, okay cool you know but it was fun it was nice you know it was yeah. nice so working with people like um, Greg Jenner did you meet I didn't Greg? meet anyone okay. I, we, we were we were just in our own little Celtic encampment that's right yeah um, uh, the film's divided into kind of bubbles and yeah. Craig Roberts is off doing his own yeah. thing and you get Lee Mack off doing his own thing yeah I saw Lee we saw a couple of days of Lee yeah but yeah the best thing well like, listen the Celtic village was incredible you know just sat around in a Celtic village like just sat <laughs> in my tent which was a big you know round what are they called round house or whatever yeah just amazing, just looking around thinking, how did people survive past 10? <laughs> yeah. How did it happen? I don't get it. So what's the most interesting history fact you learned? Um, the Romans introduced cats to Britain. Did they? Why Whoa. didn't we have cats? Why weren't cats domestically just but, rolling what, like around? One of them brought them over and it yeah, just, had just brought a cat with it. Kittens. Well, cats, yeah. Or there was a... <laughs> Probably, yeah, more yeah. Than yeah, yeah, presumably. Nettles were brought by the Romans. I did not know that. Absolute bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, hang, the, we have the Romans to thank for stinging metal. Yeah. What have the Romans ever done for us? us? <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of that. Indeed. So, uh, shall we have a question? Sure. Go on. We have many questions. Uh, okay. I got people to send in some stuff today. And I'll be honest, I wasn't entirely happy with the quality of the questions. Okay. But, you know, we, we, we can be I the judge of that. it reflects the quality of the guest. <laughs> oh, come on, Nick. <laughs> come on, the guest's spirit, I mean. Reflects the quality of the presenters, <laughs> but yeah. All right, okay. So anyway, we have a question from Tim Carter, at Tim24Frames on the Twitters. It says, in honour of the Irishman trailer, which De Niro characters would you most and least like to grab a beer or... The three of us are non-alcoholic. Well, actually, James, you don't even drink either. Not really. Uh, no. or, you know, or a non-alcoholic beverage with. 
Uh, let's see. Which De Niro characters would you most and least like to grab a beer with? Um, I kind of like the De Niro and Silver Linings playbook. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting yeah. Why him? He's a fun one. Well, he's kind of, he's fun. He's a good dad and he's, he's a nice De Niro. I like watching that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> um, Someone like De Niro in The Intern. Just, yes, I mean, like lovely guy. Uh, yeah, do you want to grab a beer with that guy? Because he'll stamp on your face and... But only if you disrespect him. Would you dis... I wouldn't... No, I wouldn't either, but... No. Uh, you know, I, I, I get it. It would be exciting. <laughs> Briefly. Right? You, you'd feel like... You'd go home and say, oh, my God, that was amazing. There were, <laughs> you know, there were so many women called Maria and... <laughs> there were guys being stomped on yeah. left, right and centre. Yeah. I managed to manage to avoid it. Helen, who would you? Well, uh, the one in the intern would give you good advice, so that's yeah, that's worth would. remembering. But I have to say, Captain Shakespeare from Stardust. You have to say you, that. I do have to okay. say that because I feel contextual? like he'd be no, he'd be most fun. Like, and you know, he could do a little show in his dress afterwards. I wouldn't want to go out with a taxi driver. No, no, that would that would. I think we can all agree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bickle would be bad company. I, no, I I think the one I'd least like to have a drink with is Jack from Meet the Parents. I just, I, I feel that would be very stressful. Are you worried that you'd essentially do what Ben Stiller does in the movie and just start talking nonsense about Absolutely. cats' nipples? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I've got nipples, James. Could you milk me? No, I, d- I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. Who would I most like? I quite like to. I quite like to go out with Neil Macaulay from Heat. That would be quite. Uh, <laughs> that'd be quite an interesting. Or just have a coffee I'm, I'm in saying, a yeah. cafe. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, a little bit like that. Or, or you know, is uh, or is it, is it Sammy? Who's the guy who plays in Ronan? Uh, is it Sam? I forget. Anyway, the guy yeah, who plays Sam. in Ronan. Yeah, yeah. So we could talk about the yeah. boathouse at the, uh, you know. What's the colour of the boathouse in Hereford? That's right. And, and correct him on his pronunciation. Yes, Hereford. Hereford. Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. goes, That's what you want to do. He that. goes Hereford, not Hereford. Unbelievable. Uh, Nick, have you ever had the, the pleasure? Of me and Robert De Niro? Yeah. No, never. That's good. Okay, well, thanks. I don't know what I'd be. I'm going to join the I don't know. I think I'd be really nervous, you know. You know, yeah, I think I'd be really nervous. You've had the opportunity to meet a, a few people over the over the last few years. Yeah, um, but I'm a, still a fan of film. You know, mm-hmm. I will still be like, oh, it's fucking Robert De Niro. Well, you know, who who has made you the most starstruck? Um, like Angela Hartnett, the chef. Really, <laughs> I like chefs. You know, I admire what they did. And I, I went and had lunch like four years ago at one of her restaurants. And then she came out. I was like. Uh, uh, into the harness. Uh, uh, yeah, like who else? Like, I think the England rugby team sat next to me the other day uh, in a coffee shop in Twickenham. Okay, and I had my baby with me, and they all kind of went. They all kind of nodded. <laughs> nodded, nodded. I don't know. I mean, I guess usually people, I get that they're all people, right? Mm. But I think someone like De Niro or yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, Sigourney a bit. When yeah. we did, when me and Greg Matola went to meet her before we cast her in Paul, and like we was, I think I told you this before, we were sat in like a place in Hollywood, and me and Greg Matola and her were having lunch, and she was eating the chicken Caesar salad, and I was just like, just looking at her, <laughs> like eating an anchovy, and then looking around and thinking, oh, this is amazing, you know, yeah. and then texting Simon saying. I just watched Sigourney eat a fucking Caesar salad. <laughs> She's amazing, you know. She, but I don't know, like a lot of people there. Yeah. It's still, people and they're afraid too and yeah, yeah, bored yeah. and nervous and anxious and, you know. And eat Caesar salad. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Do you no find, dressing, dressing on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Healthy, healthy. Yeah. Do you find it goes away after a while when you work with these people? Like, say, working with Sigourney, like a week in to Paul... Does that go yeah. away for you? Uh, I think you start. I think you start to 
as a person, you get to judge what you can get away with. <laughs> um, and then I think usually my editing suite is off. So I say things and then you see them react. And you think, oh, that was a good reaction. That, you know, and then I think people realize that, you know, you're, you're honest or they like the fact you're a bit of a dick or <laughs> you're you say things people don't say or yeah, yeah. and then you know people either warm to that or yeah or don't yeah and then that way you you know you know you what know. about uh what about spielberg though oh he was amazing yeah, yeah. i wasn't nervous with steven i was like you know he's directed the best of the films i've loved the most in my life really you know as a child as, as a young man don't and you... just having to sit and listen to him talk about Close Encounters was like an absolute dream. How much of that did you prompt? Because you're a massive Close Encounters fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Um, uh, you, know, you didn't have to prompt a lot, really. <laughs> but he just chats about it. You know, Simon was a prompter and okay. and I'd sit and, and you know, harvest that prompt. <laughs> but I got like um, years ago, I, I found the first edition novelization of of Spielberg's novel of Close Encounters that he'd written. Oh, wow. And I found it in a junk shop and I played, you know, when I was 16 and paid like a fiver for it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, 25 years later, I gave him it to sign and stuff because you can give Stephen things to sign on the last day and he signed it. <laughs> so I gave him that and he was like, oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> I don't think he'd seen one for ages. So I've got like a first edition signed. Oh my God. And, you know, he says something really lovely in it. Oh. But I think what I, what I love is in the novelization, it explains that the the big organ they play at the end, the synthesizer, uh-huh. you see the FBI uh, or the CIA go and they knock on a door and Stevie Wonder opens and they, <laughs> they it's his organ that they take because it's the most technically advanced organ in the world. And so the thing they play at the end is Stevie Wonder's synthesizer. How did that not make the final card? <laughs> yeah, no. If, Amazing. Yeah, maybe they could go and re... <laughs> shoot and drop that in maybe they shot it maybe they did shoot the it. other director's cut yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. oh my god that's amazing, amazing. Uh, should we have another question yeah at Ian999 asks you're stranded on desert island oh no which police academy movie do you have <laughs> as your only source of entertainment because six City Under Siege Whoa, straight in there with number six. Yeah. On, well, I want it to be awful. I want to <laughs> seem cheery by what's around me. If I have to. <laughs> a reminder that it's worth fighting to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Or you could use it to dig a shelter in the sand. Or, true. Yeah. What format's it on? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, because yeah, if, if it was certainly. But if it was streaming, like you'd be well, shit I'd out of luck. I'd probably use that. I'd unspool the tape and hang myself from a couple <laughs> If it was streaming, that means you'd have internet connections, so therefore you would just get online and go something But else. what if you had no way of like sending? You only could like just receiving. receive yeah. the stream. Well, like all you had was like a Fimeo, Fimeo yeah. password. <laughs> Gutenberg with a three in place of the E, and that was that was it. But he's not even in that film. No, he's not. No. Ridiculous. Terrible. Ridiculous. All right, so I'm going to say I'm going to say DVD because we don't want you to hang yourself with okay. VHS. You, you could cut your wrist <laughs> with the disc. Yeah, that's very true, isn't it? But there's probably it. other sharp things on the island. That's, that's true. Like, that's true. Cinema is so fucking dangerous. <laughs> it is. It's so really dangerous. <laughs> really dangerous. Uh, Helen, what would you do? What would you What would you watch? What would you have? The number that came to mind is four, but I literally can't even remember the subtitle. Citizens, so. Citizens on, on Patrol. patrol. Yeah. Citizens on Patrol. Yeah, okay, that was a good. It was a one? No, bad one. It was a film. It wasn't great. Kim Cattrall's in that, right? Is she in that no, one? No, Sharon Stone's in that one. Mm. Uh, what's Cottrell in? Cottrell's in one. In one, yeah. 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 She's in one. Yeah. Did you get a meter on Horrible no. Histories? 
Okay, Jimmy brilliant. Thanks for coming in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Well, I feel like like Operation Miami Beach would be a bit too on the nose because you're on a beach. So yeah. I'd say Mission to Moscow just for the contrast. Oh, that's nice. Might cool mm. you down. Because it would cool yeah. you down, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I had to say I made a mistake. Uh, I said very, very quickly earlier on that you've, you've got six to choose from, you've got seven to seven, choose from. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Mission to Moscow is, is the seventh one. Mm. And I apologise to all Peter Academy fans out there. But of course, the answer always is the first one on account of it being an actually good film yeah. which cannot be said of any of the others yeah two's alright two's alright yeah. a better film yeah. one's a bit racy isn't it with you know, it is. the, the, the boobs and the swearing and it stuff is. Yeah. it was a different time back then it was it was the, the Blue Oyster sequence <laughs> a little yeah, bit that's <laughs> not aged brilliantly has <laughs> no, it they haven't they really haven't <laughs> dated <laughs> I've said this in the podcast before but Police Academy is the film I've seen most I think in my life that's really? not something you should admit to is that to. true it's wow. just, true. just the boob bit or the whole film Oh, there's more than the boob bit. <laughs> in that case, no, uh, no, the entire film. When I wow. when I was a kid, I watched that a lot, mm. a lot. But I think probably the ITV version. So, mm-hmm. Nick, yeah. what's the film you've seen most in cinema? Um, I probably have to say Schindler's List. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Close Encounters. Really? Yeah, I've probably seen it 150 times. I mean, realistically. How have you seen a film 150 times? Not in the cinema, but just in my life. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. 50 almost. That's a lot. I've been watching it for 39 years, you know. A few times a year, it adds up, yeah. No, Easily. I, yeah. I reckon I've seen Star Wars that many times, the first one. Yeah. Because it was the only VHS tape I had as a kid, so it was not, I wasn't yeah. spoiled for choice. So it was literally that or just sit and read a book. and well, Yeah, or well, a book about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I also had. Alan Dean Foster. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not written by Steve. Uh, Steve, I nearly called him Steve. Steve Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> I, prefer, I think he Steve, prefers Stevie. Stevie. Yes. Stevie S. All right, I'll find one more question then we'll head on Probably to... Probably should have pre-families. To move I, well, you know, you, you say that. Yes. It's you comedy, say that. It's, it's radio gold. <sighs> Sorry, we'll, we'll cut this bit out. I like it's when totally I do the fine. Total Film Podcast. Oh, yeah. They're well prepared. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> Those guys. Get to keep the aircon on. Those <laughs> guys. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm being, I've been pressurised into choosing a question. This yeah, may not it. even be the best question, but I've gone for it. All right. At Not Marcus B, which underappreciated co-stars should get more love? What, in the world of film? Yeah. Me? Nick Frost says <laughs> Nick Frost. Um, I don't Have know. Have you ever I met mean, Nick Frost? He is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um... Who? I have no idea. Why don't you guys? So we're we talking like what are we talking about here? Are we talking about Someone like says character so, actors? Yeah, like, let's go character actors. Co-stars? I guess this is a twenty-seven percenters question, isn't it? So we, we call it we talk twenty-seven percent, right? Mm. So yeah. they're the character actors who add, who make every film they're in twenty-seven percent better. Oh, I see. Right. Like Nick Frost. Like Nick Frost. It's probably one of the women, actually. Do you know what I mean? Because the men are appreciated character actors, and I don't think we talk as much about the ladies. Yeah. Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. That's mm. a good one. I'm Margot gonna... Martindale. Good call. Mm. Okay. Uh, and out. I'm going to say and out. Or failing at uh, Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah, I nobody think. ever talks about her. I don't you think don't people think... talk about her enough. Where's she gone? I don't know. Actually. What happened to her? <laughs> Last I heard, she was doing some streaming TV Homecoming. show. Homecoming. You know? Homecoming. Homecoming. Season two. Has been Can you imagine? She's not in it. No. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I just watched, I mean, as everyone did, the new Stranger Things, and I mm-hmm. loved Winona. Yeah, mm. really good. I uh, kind of refound a thing in me that said, "Ah, oh, she's lovely." You know, <laughs> mm. I think I, you know, we were seeing the awards last time and thinking she's gone bonkers, but 
No. And I watched it and it was like, ah, she's great, you know. She's... Where would you have placed season three vis-a-vis the other two? Uh, I thought it was my favourite. Mm. It was just fun. It was the summer setting, wasn't it? It was it nice liked... and yeah. I liked the relationship. I love Brett Gelman. Mm. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I agree. Right. I yeah, think it was a lot of fun too. La- last question before we move on mm-hmm. is uh, from at Trickster1966, favourite biscuit? Ooh. Nick, I've got to start with Oh you. my God, right now, every, every biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> every biscuit is of my favourite. Uh, well, historically, I don't know. I, I literally am thinking about every biscuit in the world. <laughs> uh, I like a fruit shortcake. It's a good choice. Oh, we really had them in the office okay. yesterday. Uh, just, when I see biscuits too, they're just for me, it's like... I can literally drink a whole cup of tea with biscuits and mm-hmm. not drink any tea. Mm-hmm. Just it's the, they all go in via a biscuit, <laughs> which is why I'm in the problem I'm in now. Um, yeah, there are these things that I'm given to eat now every day. It's like essentially just bags of shitty dust and <laughs> bricks that I'm, I can eat six of these a day and as much cabbage as you want. Uh, but there's one of them which comes like a silver foil pack. It's essentially a strawberry thing, which uh-huh. they've coated in. I'm assuming it's yoghurt, <laughs> but it may not be yoghurt. Don't send it to the it's lab. It's a yoghurt-style <laughs> smarm. It's rumour of yoghurt. Uh, yeah. Um, I fucking can't get enough of that shit. They're, <laughs> they're, amaz- they're amazing. They're only little, but I'm like, oh, my God. I was saying to the lady that kind of runs this thing, can I just eat six of them a day? Is that... She's, well, I mean, yeah, I guess in theory you could, but... You know, you'd go blind. <laughs> you meant to eat other bits and pieces. But that would help with the weight loss regime, wouldn't it, if you were blind? What, you uh, were, yeah, you I mean, if, yeah. Food. Yeah. I mean, only if I was in a pie and mash shop, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, what's your favourite biscuit? Like again, all of them is kind of my oh, answer. Okay, everything Nick just uh, said. Yeah, um, I've got a chocolate chip cookie recipe that is genuinely great. And mm. to end time, I mean, you can, no, no, you can't, you can't have a homemade biscuit. That's cheating. Why not? It has to be, no. it has to be a branded. Fine, then an M and S, M and S, Belgian chocolate. Oh, how middle class are you? Oh my god, damn right, disgusting. Yeah. Oh, they're so amazing. There's also a flavor of Oreo they do in America mm. called cinnamon bun Oreos. Ooh. Oh, they're kind that. of they're like a custard cream with a bit of cinnamon in it. I'm interested, but me. slightly disgusted. So good, honestly. honestly, like I'm quite old school. Like I, I, I love a chocolate digestive. I love a chocolate mm. hobnob. I go for either of those. But generally speaking, the classic ginger nut yeah. is oh, my yeah. go-to nice biscuit. But, but, and this is me being slightly middle class. If I want to go that extra mile, not the ginger nut, but like the you know sort of Waitrose stem ginger posh biscuit, you know where there's only like ten in a packet. Yeah. Oh, and really you had a go thick, at me, and they're like 150 oh. calories per biscuit. Those mm. they are brilliant dunkers because the stem ginger kind of crystallizes in the tea. Right. I highly mm. recommend them. Uh, I don't. If I'm having like a Nescafe, uh, I like a digestive. Mm. No chocolate, just com- plain, that, straight about up. That combination, mm. that, and every now and again you get one, like in a piece of parmesan that's got a little salty crisp in it, <laughs> a little <laughs> like a crystal of salt. And you'd be like, oh wow! Yeah. Ever, ever a rich tea? No. Oh, yeah. Well, if yeah, nothing else is available. Yeah. But the thing is, if what I'm feeling me? suicidal, well, yeah. <laughs> if I'm feeling the devil may care, then maybe. The thing is, they're called rich tea as if they're for dunking, but those fuckers disintegrate the yeah. and they touch the liquid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And they're not rich. I don't, I don't they're dunk. not rich. I don't dunk. No. no. You don't dunk. I don't what? dunk. I don't dunk. Why? What's wrong with you? I'm not a tea guy. That's uh, true. Well, that's, oh, no, that's, it's true. You don't do hot drinks. Yeah. And you can't really dunk it in You can't dunk it into a bottle of Coke. It's difficult. It's too big. The correct answer, by the way, is plain chocolate digestive. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. plain chocolate digestive thins. Really oh my great. god. Okay, what yeah. is happening? I can go through a whole pack of those. But anyway. Which defeats the object. <laughs> it does, it does. It? massively <laughs> defeat the object. They are misnamed. Yeah. 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 Oh well. 
if you want to have your question read out on the Empire podcast and treat it with the respect it deserves, you can get in touch with us via a number of methods. We're on Twitter is at Empire Magazine. Use the hashtag Empire Podcast. Or chances are we won't see it. You can Facebook us as well. And you can email us podcast at empireonline.com. Nick, are you, are you on Twitter much these days? Twitter, not really. I do still have a thing that's open and I'm... I went back the other day to do a bit, but it just got me down. Everything mm-hmm. I looked at made me really sad. Yeah. There's only so many times I can see Steve Bannon and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Farage and all that lot, and I just think, why are That's we... Good, yeah, they don't show up on this Why are we turning cars over in the street and <laughs> yeah. going house to house to... You know, crush this vile filth. Yeah, it feels like the world's a bit fucked. But when you're on Twitter, it feels like we're living in Escape from New York. Like it's yeah, so much more intense. I'm not there. It's like, oh, I get it. It's not as tinderbox as I imagined. You know, Mm. society. It's it's actually made to look worse. Mm. I'm hoping. (laughs) But I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. Mm. Yeah, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of food porn, which I imagine if you're restricted in what you can eat, Instagram can be quite problematic. If you were to look at what I've liked in the last two months. <laughs> in, in lieu of eating oh it, my like, God. I'm liking all Just of pizza this. pizza and... Yeah. I do the same. I'm, I like. I follow a lot of cake accounts and I right. watch videos of like cake icing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very pizza, soothing. Actually, American... Just cheese New York style pizza mm. for me right now. I'm like, oh my oh, God, really? kill me, yeah. How's the cooking going these days? Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I'm still cooking a lot. I mean, I'm finding that I'm cooking a lot to feed others so I can watch that being enjoyed and take some yeah, yeah, yeah. some tacit enjoyment from others. That's interesting. You're still, you know, I don't watch Saturday Kitchen every week, religiously, um, <laughs> but you're still the only guest I've ever seen who actually got involved in the cooking side of things. And you actually yes. helped, wanted to help out in the kitchen. Well, I wanted to do the, uh, the omelette challenge, but they got really weird. They were like, oh, we don't have enough magnetic omelettes. <laughs> I said, oh, right, and that's, okay, fine. Because it's like, well, I imagine if a guest wanted to do it, you'd say, oh, all right, you know, yeah, why yeah. don't you do it this weekend, this week, and, you know, uh, one of the chefs cannot do it. Yeah, they'll be back on again. Yeah, oh, we've only Screw got so many uh, magnetic omelettes. We've only got one fridge, I'm afraid, sorry. Uh, whatever. Uh, what would you have done? What would your approach have been? Would you have gone for the try to break the record or would you have taken the Wolfgang Puck approach and gone for No, I always imagined that language. I'd just smash the eggs straight into the pan. <laughs> but obviously not with the shells and then yeah, just do it that way. Say, okay. Doing a lot of omelettes right now. Really? In my house. Okay. My girlfriend loves omelettes too. And they're kind of my thing. I bought a couple of pans just specifically for omelettes. Oh my God. You know, it's simple. I can eat omelettes. Mm-hmm. Hayley loves omelettes. Yeah. A little bit of parmesan. Let's <laughs> do that thing with a pan where you just knock the bottom so it folds over on itself. Yeah. It's nice. A little I bit like of a... powdery strawberry yogurt biscuit no. on top of that. Just, <laughs> just inside <laughs> melting. Yeah. That's the real stuff right there. Right there. That's All exciting. right. Should we uh, talk about some movie news now? Sure. Some lovely movie news, things that have happened. And Nick, if you want to chip in, you can chip in. If you know, uh, There may be some things that pertain to you. All right. In fact, something okay. that was announced today, as a matter of fact. Was it? Uh, it was. The Nevers. Oh, yes. Congratulations yeah. on the Nevers. Thanks very much. Uh, it's very exciting. The Thank Joss, you. Joss, Joss Whedon's new show. Yeah. Which I, for the longest time, thought was called The Nevers. Yeah. Which would have been a very different type of show. Yes. Mm. I was really late for my meeting with him. Not my fault. Just terrible traffic. Just turned up. I was sick. My kids were sick. I was late. I was like, oh, my God, this is not going to go well. Mm. And it, it didn't go great. I mean... <laughs> But then I got a phone call saying, hey, it was great. He loved you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't, you know, we just chatted. There was no kind of process. 
but you know he's really lovely I like mm. talking to him a lot I like hanging out with him yeah and then I went and did my first day a few weeks ago and I think you get a sense when you walk on set how much money something's got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you yeah. walk on, you think, oh, there's like 80% more horse-drawn carts than I've ever seen in anything I've ever done. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, this is going to be great, you know. Uh, everyone's lovely. He's lovely. He knows what he wants. He's, you know, I don't think I've ever done one day, but I don't think I've ever been so, you know, minutely directed as to exactly what, he wants me to portray in terms of what mm. that character's thinking. You know? Okay. Oh, which is kind of great. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but man. it's very specific, uh, which is also, you yeah. know, it's great trying to find that. You know? mm. So uh, this is this is a show about a group of Victorian women. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. but I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. You say, because I don't want to say yeah, too I, much. I don't want yeah, to get you into trouble at all. And they, they, have, they acquire powers mm-hmm. and they call themselves the Touched and they set out to... Do, there's a mission that might just change the world. There are people who are rallying against him. And uh, it was announced today you're playing a character called the Beggar King. Yeah. Mm. What can you, can you say anything about that? Uh, just, you know, the older I've become and the kind of skinheadier, bearded, meaner <laughs> SOB I've, I'm starting to look like as I'm getting older. I'm not like roly poly gun mad Mike anymore. I, there are times when I look like a lunatic. Like you can um, fuck shit up. Yeah, I kind of like the way <laughs> my career is going in terms of that. You know, I always thought, oh, it'd be great to play a lunatic. So I'm kind of at that point. So it's good. I really I really like it. I've never played like a proper killer before. This sounds like it could make an interesting double bill with Rotten Romans. If you, if you, yeah, were, so, if you were so inclined. Uh, Jimbo, you must be, and Helen, in fact, you're both massive mm-hmm. Whedonites. So mm-hmm. you must be very, oh, very excited, excited about it. Very yeah, much here for it, it's yeah. It's been too long. Yeah. Far too long. So yes, very much. Olivia Williams in it, very exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's got great cast. Yeah, so also yeah. James Norton, Tom Riley, Anne mm. Skelly, Ben Chaplin, Pip Torrens, Zachary Momo, Amy Manson, Rochelle Neal, Eleanor Tomlinson, and uh-huh. Dennis O'Hare. Yeah, how do you know this? I'm literally reading them all. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's savant-like I Helen. God, you're answer, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> there's been some other TV, so we go from the Beggar King to the Bowery King, although not quite, but there's uh, well, the content. Seamless. Yeah, that's, good, that's, yeah. a, that's a great that's seamless segue. Oh, great, great segue. Uh, no, because so this is the, the Continental, which is the series spin-off from John Wick, mm-hmm. which apparently is going to be a prequel set a long time before the films. Which okay. I guess isn't a huge surprise. Did anyone see, have you, did you see Deadly Class at all? Which uh, got cancelled, so I won't worry you about it. You told me it was terrible, so... But it's, it's, no, no, it's, the first episode's great, but it kind of goes downhill. But that felt a little bit like mm-hmm. a John Wicky prequel in that it had that similar sort of altered fantasy world element to killing to it. Okay. And actually, it felt like they shared some DNA there, but that did get cancelled, so it's irrelevant. But this will be an actual official prequel to John Wick sort of centred around the Continental Hotel it's looking like it will probably arrive after John Wick Chapter 4 now so probably about 2021 okay so I'm not a prequel person generally but Mm. I guess if it's far enough back and loosely enough connected so what this is based in 1870 (laughs) obviously that will work Ian looking exactly the same (laughs) I I believe that so the Barry King though is in it no probably not but I'll just use that as a segue oh I see Uh, but uh, I mean maybe Maybe there may be a a young Lawrence Fishburne who knows who knows let's have a look at the clip (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, I'm pretty excited about that Uh, who watched the Irishman trailer yeah yeah Yeah, it was great excited wasn't it but did you see any of the magic De-aging yeah. in the trailer? Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, bear in mind, I was watching it over eight people's shoulders, but I was like, they Which just... clearly look, means it's worked, if you've it asked the question. It just looked like them. 
Like well, I didn't. That's the point, isn't it? Well, I guess. you know, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, you know, like Magneto and Professor X, that kind of like really weird, like, oh God, what's happening? What's the, how many episodes is it? Oh, it's a film. It's a film. Yeah. It's, it's, a, a, it's film. a film. It's a proper, yeah. Yeah. proper film. Uh, it was a one episode, uh, I guess. <laughs> so it's one episode. It's just, yeah. just the one. Yeah, it's yeah. one, one <laughs> 20 minute episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because when he puts that ring on, he says, there's only three people in the world with this ring. Mm. Uh, I have exactly the same ring. <laughs> so you're, you're one of mine three. Mine has a sovereign. Mine's got a sovereign in it. But it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same mount. Uh, and I was, my, my girlfriend's even saying, that's the old ring. It's the same ring. So Holy we now know two of the three. Who's yeah. the other one? I don't know. Wow, this is like Lord of the Rings all over again. Yes. Who's got the third yeah. elven ring? That's right. <laughs> That I did not know. It's That's obviously amazing. Gandalf. Yeah, it is obviously Gandalf. Uh, Nick Frost, Gandalf, and Robert De Niro. Uh, it looks, it looks really great, doesn't it? It looks. Yeah, it really does. Uh, mm. So it's De Niro, Pacino, Pesci. Pesci. I think Harvey Keitel's in it as well. We we didn't see him in the trailer. Mm. Oh my god! I mean, uh, Stephen Graham. Uh, it's Stephen Graham's Stephen in it. Graham, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, it's an embarrassment of Richard Ray Romano. Uh, rare, serious role. I'm very excited about this movie. What about the ladies? Well, it's a... Howling Wasteland, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Any ladies? I mean... Anna Paquin appears in the trailer. Yes, she, she, she is in the she trailer. Does. Anna she Paquin. Anna she, Paquin. Looks, she looks worried yeah. at one yeah. point. She so. might be a wife. She I think be. she's a daughter. A daughter? I if thought not, maybe a daughter. A girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least she's clearly defined and has a strong independent <laughs> a character. A vibrant inner life. Yes. Uh, yeah, not well, so much a child, front. right, who's a woman. Yes. Yeah. A girl. See, I yeah. thought she grew up to be Anna Paquin. That's I what, I, seeing, what I thought I was watching, so but I am reading entirely into that. I don't know. Yeah, like, okay. I'm going to work. I was like, whoa, he's going to kill. His work means killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he paints houses, yeah, but that doesn't. means killing. Yeah. Is he? It's Is cold. he painting them all red, it's basically? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. With pretty human much. plasma. Yeah. I'm, I'm deeply, 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 deeply excited about this movie. When's it out? Uh, it's out at the end of September at the New York Film Festival. That's where it's going to receive its big world premiere. You know, New York, the neural. Yay. And then it's going to be yes. on Netflix. Wow. So yeah. you can watch it in the comfort of your own home in your boxer shorts, if uh, should you so desire. Oh. I don't know if you're a boxers guy, Nick. You might be. You might not be. No, I'm not. No. Okay. If you left over across the line. No, you're right. <laughs> you should, no. Yeah, I'm uh, very, very excited about it. I get a lot of my underwear from Bangladesh. <laughs> Got it off uh, Amazon. It comes in packs of 10. That's it. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Um, so, mm. De Niro and Scorsese, you're going to team up again? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Is revealed today. Uh, on after the Irishman. After the Irishman. They had to work together since 1995 in Casino. I so they've got Casino. some catching up to do, basically. They do. Yeah. And this is going to be based on the David Gran novel. It's a non-fiction novel, so it's a true story. Obviously, that's what non-fiction means. And uh, it's about the Osage Nation, who were Native Americans. And in the Oklahoma of 1920s, oil was discovered under the land, making them the richest people oh. per capita in the U.S. And then someone started bumping coming. them off. Oh, right. Yeah, someone started murdering them one by one, and the FBI got in the case as well, a very notorious case. And DiCaprio's going to be in it also. So it's DiCaprio, oh De Niro, Scorsese. It's almost there. too much acting It's for a me. battle of the muses. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whoa, it's relentless acting. <laughs> Isn't it? It's going to be so much musing, though. Like, Scorsese won't know which way to look, yeah. you know. Sharing a cab with all that acting. <laughs> intense, wouldn't it? Without naming names, you must have had that in your career as well, where you're when you're in a scene with someone who is really giving it their all. <laughs> I mean, really properly. Well, acting. in a bad way, but in a bad way, in a way that maybe uh, I don't know. I, th- I don't think I have. I think uh, I think I've been lucky enough to work with people who can 
judge the mood of the scene and <laughs> not just come in going crazy that I mean, I've seen someone do something in a scene and I've caught eyes with another actor as if to say, are you fucking seeing this? <laughs> uh, you know, or I've caught the first AD's eye during a scene and just said, are you, is this good? <laughs> and then them having to kind of turn away and, uh, I don't know. Because everyone's different, right? Everyone has different methods yeah, and different but approaches. I think a, and... a lot of things I've done have been fairly, you know, they haven't been big performance pieces where you have to be big you know it's I think a lot of stuff we do is kind of natural and small mm. and quiet and a bit Kevin Smithy so yeah. to yeah. then have someone come in and start to perform it seems odd you know but then I mean Tim Dalton in Hot Fuzz was big but his yeah, yeah, character was big yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. it was great yeah. watching that because it was so like, good. oh, this is exactly, this is him, you know. Yeah. Here come the fuzz. Yeah. So good. <laughs> he was Arch. You know, he, yeah. had, he had to be Arch. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good in that. Love that movie. Um, just a couple of last things to, to talk about real quick. So they're looking for a director for Phenom 2 because they ain't going to direct itself. Although it looks like the first one did. Anyway, um, uh, Ruben Fleischer's <laughs> busy on Zombieland Double Tap. And there are three names apparently on the short list. Three names. It's exciting. It's okay. exciting. Have they Those told names us are, Yes. Okay. Yes, well, they haven't told us, but sure. someone leaked it. Some, so those names are Andy Serkis, intriguing, Travis Knight, mm-hmm. and Rupert Wyatt. What do you make of that? If you had to choose one of those, who would it be, and why? Uh, I think Andy Serkis could maybe bring some comedy touch to it. Mm. Um, I feel like Travis Knight should be doing something. Because of something. how famously funny Breathe and the Jungle Book movie <laughs> Look, film were. Don't well, be harsh. I'm not being harsh. I'm just but saying he's that, a really you know, funny he's, guy. He's, he's a, a lovely guy. guy. And maybe he'd and, like to show yeah. that. Okay. Well, I, I think it would be, it's one of these things where like, I didn't think Venom was good. So there's a part of me that doesn't want Andy to do it because I feel like <clears> what happened with you know, his Jungle Book film was unfortunate and I it feel was, like yeah. I'm not yeah. sure what you want to do to save that is go on to Venom 2 which may make a load of money and be really successful but it's also Venom 2 but equally I want Travis Knight to be busy with better things as yeah, well because so. he's, he's at this point not going to make another a Bumblebee film no. which again is a shame because he did a really good job with that film it just didn't make the money so I don't know it's, it's, this is tough That's this, this is a poison point. chalice but admittedly one filled with money a poison chalice. It's a poison probably. chalice made of gold. It is. Nick, mm. this is it's not too late to throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, do it. A shit. <laughs> Did you watch Venom? Did you say no? Did you hear the song? The Eminem no, song? I haven't done any of it. Fair enough. You're not missing. I'm just not, you know. I think you would bring an interesting and fresh take to this. <laughs> you know, it'd be really rare for a director to just go, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Is it that rare? It, I'm see not what sure happens. it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm over that kind of stuff. It's, mm. yeah. I've got kids, I've got a young, I've got a baby and, you know, sometimes I go to bed when it goes to bed. You know what I mean? At like seven o'clock, sometimes I go to bed. So I'm just in that point right now. But right. Also, creatively, I'm like, ah, get it, good luck. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sounds like something you should do when you go to bed at seven uh, in the evening is listen to our four-hour Avengers Endgame spoiler <laughs> special podcast. Yeah, sounds like it might be you might up your streets. I'd love it if I needed to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I'd love it. Last thing to talk about is Luca Guadagnino, uh, his new, not what? Yeah, we haven't talked about Olivia Wilde. Well, all right, okay, talk about Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde's directing another film after Booksmart, which was a bit of a worry because Booksmart is brilliant, but mm. nobody went to see it. And, uh, and yeah, so she's getting the chance to direct again, and apparently she's now attached to star in and direct a film called Don't Worry Darling, which is described as a psychological thriller about a 50s housewife whose reality begins to crack. 
let's have a look at okay. <laughs> uh, She's lovely, by the way. Is she? Yeah, oh, we had a nice meeting, her and I, one, one evening. We went and had drinks oh. um, when potentially she was going to be the Rashida character in Cuban Fury. Oh, yeah. Um, before Rashida got cast. And, um, yeah, we kind of got a bit tipsy and it was fun. And it was, she's a lovely woman. Mm. I'm glad. Actually, did you see Booksmart? I didn't. It's amazing. Yeah, really, really, really I mean, nobody good. did, yeah. judging by the books, box office, but <laughs> yeah. it is so We gave so it five fun. stars, well Maybe deserved. that's not yeah. what it's about, right? Oh, well, no, no is, exactly. But... I do think it's going to have like such a long life. I feel like, you know, every mm. teenager for the next 30 years yeah. is going to watch this thing. But like nobody saw it in cinemas. Yeah, actually, mm. yeah. Or like going back to John Hughes, like I honestly feel like yeah. it's on that level. Oh, great. It's really good. Amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. She's also got a Christmas movie in the works as well. Have you seen this? No. Over at uh, Netflix, oh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 I'm not quite sure which one she's going to do first, but this sounds cool. And then Luca Guadagnino is going to direct a new version of Lord of the Flies. Mm. Mm. Which I mean, so is this, there was talk of a girl Lord of the Flies, which yeah. was widely laughed at, yes. I feel like I'm right in saying. This so this would not be that. Lady of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, this that would have yeah. been a better title, at least. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. Um, I think they would have. I think it would also be a shorter film, so then it goes to just kill each other really quickly. <laughs> yeah, with ruthless <laughs> efficiency. Yeah. Just, or no, there wouldn't be any violence. Just like a, just really cutting really words, passive aggressive, really so cutting. Re- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just cr- heavily criticizing each other's coconut bras. Oh my god! <laughs> it's an island. That's what that was about. That's or funny. watching Police Academy 6, City Under Siege, <laughs> yeah. just what going format? slowly nuts. That's the, you know. That's the thing. Uh, no, this is going to be uh, going back to the original text. Okay. As they say. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of on board with that. He's, he's obviously brilliant, the recent Suspiria remake aside. So, yeah, mm. I think this is pretty fertile ground. All right. Well, not yeah. really. There's not that much growing on the oh, desert. Oh, that's a very, very good really. point. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and and obviously they won't be able to. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm sorry. Yeah. That's true. And there are pigs on the island, so there must be some kind of yeah. nice. ecosystem. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. All right. Cool. That's exciting stuff. Um, and uh, at this point, this means we can let Mr. Nick Frost oh, go. But I can't let you go because I barricaded the door. No, but mainly, <laughs> uh, it's, I've, I've got to ask you very quickly about about Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, go on. Because it's 15 years old. Is it? Year. Yeah. God. Does, that, does it feel 15 years old to you? I don't know. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thing and it's part of a thing. Another thing, most of the memories I have of that now are looking at pictures and thinking, oh, we did that. Or, you know, someone said something to me the other day. I was like, did we? You know, I think I remember I was showing off to somewhat people on set and there was like a beetle on a wall and I... I put it in my mouth and then it decided to bite my tongue. Ooh. And then I couldn't get it off my tongue. And then everyone laughed. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, you know. Do you remember specific days? Do you remember the, the, <laughs> Some of it. the, the, the doppelganger day, for example, where it's, it's you and yeah, everyone, you know, Matt yeah. Lucas and, yeah. and Reese and Yeah, look, I mean, I was terrified on most of that shoot that yeah. I was going to be found out. And, you know, I just wanted to do a good job and I wanted the crew to like me and... You know, I wanted it to be a good film and I wanted Edgar to be proud and just to not fuck up, you know. <laughs> that's what, that what most of my days were about, really. This seems like a strange question, but at what point did you realise that you hadn't fucked up, that you weren't fucking up? Was uh, it your half- the second season of Into the Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, 
it's difficult when you've got children because it's not it, I, I need to do this now forever yeah and it has to be viable financially and yeah you know there are some things i turned a thing down like three years ago which had so much money <laughs> no one's had ever come to me with that before and I, I had to say no because it wasn't there wasn't i had like two weeks to mull it over and there wasn't one morning where i woke up and i thought this is what I want to do every morning. Mm. The bit inside me says, don't fucking do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to try and push that down and think, ah, but the, the money is kind of... Yeah. But now you think, I've got, I've got two kids now and, you know, I'd hate to get to a point in my career when, I, what, what do I do if I'm not acting and I'm 60 years old, you know, what yeah. what do my children do? Is this, is this one of the reasons why you and Simon launched Stolen Picture? You're taking control of your own destiny. Oh, yeah, you know? I mean, that's part of it. I mean, but even still, that needs to be successful. If you, mm. you know, you have a company and it's shit and you don't make anything, then that company's worth <laughs> nothing. Uh, I, I don't know, how long have we all got left? I just need to make sure that I do nice things with good people and make sure that my lot are financially secure for the rest of their lives. That's my aim and... That's what keeps me going, I think. <laughs> well, Nick, we'll let you get back to what's okay. important. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, listen. I'm hoping, I've got to say, this is also part of being a dad. By the time I get in the taxi and drive across town, uh-huh. I think I'm going to be too late for bed and bath. So oh, no. you get to that thing where even if you get to a point where you think, ah, I could, could still make it. There's part of me that says to the driver, hey, will you hang back a bit? Just so <laughs> so Amelia has to put into bed. There's you know, that kind of thing where there is still a like a lazy Ed inside me where <laughs> if he can get away with not doing bed and bath one night, then yeah, yeah I'll probably try and do that. Oh, man. Well, I, I felt guilty about holding you back from bed and bath, but now I think no, no, we're, we're doing your service. It's all good. We're good. Brilliant. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. So that was Nick Frost. He has now left the building. Lovely guy. He is. And uh, we didn't ask him to stick around for the reviews. We never ask anyone to stick around for the reviews because we feel that that would be unprofessional. And frankly, we don't ask people to shit where they eat. <laughs> we really don't. Let, let us emphasize yeah. that. that, that would I mean, be we bad. prefer them not to shit in the podcast at all. Or, but... Yeah. Eating is okay. Yes. We are happy with people eating in the <laughs> podcast studio. But shitting? It's a hard pass. Never again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that one time. Just that one time. Everyone experiments in podcasts, and it didn't oh, go no. down well. Oh, no. Didn't go down well. It doesn't work in an audio medium, apparently. Uh, anyway, hello. Welcome to the review section of the podcast. Uh, so this is where we talk about movies that have come out sure. or about to come out. And one of those movies is mm-hmm. a film called... Now, I can't get the title of this movie mm-hmm. in my head. It was announced as Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Then it became Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. And no, now it's I think Fast and it's Furious just Presents. Fast and Furious Presents, that's a Christmas movie. Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw, and now I think it's just Fast and Furious, colon, colon, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs versus Shaw, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of, yeah, Yeah. Dawn of Cypher. It's an and. What is it now? I believe it it is Fast and Furious, colon, Hobbs, ampersand, Shaw. I liked Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, it felt felt too corporate. I feel like that, it does say that on screen at one point. I feel like. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. No, I I don't think it it is. It's Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. That's what it said. I'm sure that's what the title said. I did a spoiler special for this movie interview with the uh, the director of the film, David Leach. And we spent a long time in that podcast interview talking about the name of the movie. And even then I don't think either of us know what it is mm. brilliant I think so, this has been a relatively late 
stage change. Yes. So. But we should focus less on the Fast and Furious portion of the title and more on the Hobbs and Shaw yeah. portion of this title. Should we? Nick, what do you think of it? Oh, he's gone. Uh, so Hobbs and Shaw, this is the ninth film in the Fast and Furious franchise. It is the first spin-off. Mm. <laughs> the Rogue uh, One, if you will. The yeah. Star Wars story. Yeah, make of that what you will. And uh, so this is the first movie that breaks away from the the Mothership franchise and has Dwayne Johnson Mm -hmm. as Luke Hobbs, Mm -hmm. Man Mountain, all-round good egg. Correct. Honest, noble cop of sorts. Never quite sure what he does. Parodically blue-collar American hero man. Yes. Yes. American Samoan, of course. Mm. Yes. Yes. Which is significant. It is significant. And uh, and Jason Statham's Deckard Shaw, the artist formerly known as Ian Shaw, if you go back and check the credits of Fast Six, I'm pretty sure it's Ian Shaw in those, and who has been heavily retconned, shall we say. Oh, so God, yeah. Starts off as a bad guy in the Fast and Furious franchise, and then people realised that they quite enjoyed the state, so they stuck with him, stuck him into Fast 8, turned him into a hero, and now the two of them are teaming up to save the world from Idris Elba. The black Superman. That's right. In this film. His words. Yes, Brixton. his words, not ours. Yes. Br- sorry, what was his full name, James? Brixton. And his surname is? Brixton. Brixton, no. Brixton. It's Brixton, Brixton. It's even better than that. It's Brixton Law. Is it really? It's is it? Brixton yes. Law. Oh, I love it. Hobbs and Shaw. And Brixton Law. Deckard oh, Shaw lovely. and Brixton Law. How does no one in this movie say, we fought the law? And the, the law, law won. won. <laughs> What's going on? Well, we don't want to get into spoilers. Yeah. Anyway, they once again have to save the world. I mean, it's yeah, it is actually impossible. And also, if it were possible, all of the trailers have already done it. Indeed, they have. Vanessa Kirby is an interesting character here. She plays Hattie Shaw. Hattie. I wish I were kidding. She's Um, from the wrong end of the tracks. Well, she is supposed to be Deckard Shaw's sister, despite being twenty-one years younger. Yeah, and you see them as kids together. Yeah, and there's there's an age difference of like two years. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably say this for the spoiler special. But anyway, she uh, works for MI6 and as at the beginning of the movie of she, does. <laughs> she is sent to retrieve an item that Brixton Law is after and the only way she can do so is by injecting it into her own body. It's a virus. We can say it's a virus. We can say, okay, it's a virus. And so now our heroes have to find her because she's been uh-huh. framed for everything yes. and rescue her and get the thing out of her body in a very complicated manner before she becomes like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow in Contagion. Yeah. Or Gwyneth Paltrow. No, Chris, as you're lawyer. I think it's fair to say that if this plot sounds dog shit it's because it kind of is now that's not to say the film is so this is a film that my understanding of this is that drew pierce plus his cotton socks came in and, and punched this up a little bit didn't he he did so it feels to me like the skeleton the outline of what this film should be was not the best and the vestiges of this the MacGuffin of this the the broad story of where this goes is entirely forgettable nonsense that said I don't think anyone was coming to this film looking for <laughs> a really in-depth espionage thriller what you wanted mm. was The Rock and Jason Statham as Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw having a go at each other, insulting each other, occasionally punching each other. And I think we do get a lot of that. There's a lot of that. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of, to like. There's a lot of driving fast. 
Um, there Not is as much lot... as you expect though, from so these movies. I, I find quite a lot, actually. Really? More than I expected from this movie, mm. maybe. Because there's, there's token car porn for the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. There is, yeah. Star Wars. And there's also one shot of a lady's arse. There is. Yeah, which, which is are... way below average yeah. for yes. this uh, But series. it felt like it was a deliberate nod mm. I will give them perhaps undue credit that it was referential and not just arse ogling but um, I think that, that's because that maybe just sets up the link between this and the yes, Mothership franchise yes, so yes, there, yeah. there are arses yes a cheeky callback if you like oh, literally. literally anyway you know, I I think we enjoy spending time with these characters. They're really fun together. They were kind of the high point of the last Fast and the Furious film. Um, it doesn't always work. Let's <laughs> well, it doesn't always work. Yeah. There is a hit-miss ratio to this. I think this film is too long. Yes. There's a whole middle act that you could lose happily to keep this kind of flowing. I also it's, think from an action point of view, it peaks very early. Like there's a, I think yeah. all the stuff that happens in London early on is great. And there's a, a there's a chase through the streets of London, which is fucking unbelievable and not just because we see a slow-mo drive-by of a Greg's which is you know I yeah. was there for Greg's that. is having a very good summer <laughs> it really is um, I mean London has never looked quite so much like Glasgow I'll be honest um, but it, it is a fun chase yes yeah. and you're right I think I think there's there's quite a lot of cool stuff early on the problem with this for me is I absolutely agree there's there's too much in the middle that should be taken out and some of the sort of insulting each other scenes are not that witty and no. could, should have been trimmed by about 50% yeah it's, it's like a amateur night at the rap battle it is a yeah exactly yeah. and some of them are really fun some of them are really not there are some good lines in there but really it should be massively tightened up yeah. but like by the end of this film if you're kind of sitting there thinking this supposedly real world-ish film mm. is less convincingly realistic than at least, I would say, four or five Marvel films, I feel like you've maybe gone a bit too far at times. I Okay, I actually quite... That's one of the things I liked about this movie because the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies from Fast Five onwards have yes. just been becoming increasingly batshit insane. Mm. To the point where from Fast 6 onwards, they're really not about no. car racing anymore. No. They're, they're, they're heist movies that then became sort of weird comic book movies where yeah. Finn Diesel and The Rock are essentially superheroes just without the trappings of, of being actual superheroes. Mm. And this movie leans into that. This is pure gonzo sci-fi. Idris Elba's character is a cyborg, essentially, <laughs> yeah. for, for want of a better yeah. phrase. It, it goes into full-blown, saving the world shit. Uh, the next thing, they will have superpowers. And be in space. And be in space. They will go to space. That's yeah. where it's going. This, so I was okay with that side of this thing. For me, this is the first Fast and Furious film where every person on board is on board. Like, they all know what this is. They're absolutely aware. Whereas I still don't believe Vin Diesel understands what Fast and Furious has become. My only quibble with that is... The the Vin Diesel seriousness about these films has always been expressed by his endless use of the word family. family. And... And that Tell them about Danny, mommy. that that mantle here is yeah, taken up is. by The Rock, and mm. I, and that and he he is obviously very sincere in other films, but I was a bit like, no, your job is to not be sincere and let Vin Diesel be sincere, and mm. I don't understand why you are talking endlessly about family yeah. right but, now. You know, it's also it's also about family in terms of the Shaws themselves. Yes, true. Helen Mirren's in it as uh, Mrs. Shaw. We mm. saw her in Fast Eight. Obviously, it revolves around relationships with Deckard. And hi, oh, uh, and you know that's all about family as well. Mm. There's a certain amount of reconciliation that goes on in the movie. And that's a theme of the film. If a movie, if this movie can be said to have a theme, it had. That's one of the themes. So I think it's still there. But the problem, one of the issues I have with this, and I, while I found this enjoyable to a degree, I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to, because one of the problems I had with it is that. 
yes, I would totally agree that I don't think that everyone's in on the joke of the Fast and the Furious movies, mm-hmm. uh, especially its main star and producer. I think the more ridiculous aspects of the of the those films are over poor Finn's head, bless him. But that's fine because it's made him a millionaire many, many times over. So what's he care? But I feel that this movie goes too far the other way in a weird way. It doesn't modulate itself enough and it almost becomes smug and lazy at times. It's, I mean, it's definitely lazy in some of the plotting and, say, literally the passage of day to night in certain sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and characters, indeed, night to day. Characters suddenly appearing hundreds of miles away. Well, yes. And also, I do feel that the subtitle for all of these films, but especially this one, could simply be Physics Doesn't Work That Way. But, <laughs> yeah, I like this, and I like that it leaned into the comedy. And there are a number, and I won't give them away, but there are a number of comedy cameos in this. And... And they've been kind of mixed reception to people I went to see with, but I really enjoyed them all. I, I laughed at those, uh, yeah. A lot of it seemed to be heavily improv, but it was very funny. Yeah. I did laugh consistently through this film, but I mean, as with many Fast and Furious films, I think I was laughing at sometimes rather <laughs> than with. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I did have a lot of fun. I just feel like it's not up to the heights of Fast Five and Fast Seven, which as regular listeners will know, I adore. Um, <laughs> There's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> they are. high, damn it. Um, I, I would also note for any interested viewers that there are listeners, that there is a mid-credit sting, another mid-credit sting, a bit more in the mid-credits, and a post-credit credit sting. None of them seem to have anything to do with anything. They're not obviously setting anything up for Fast and Furious 9, but, you know, they're there and you might want to know that. Yeah. So stay, don't stay. It's entirely up to you. There are also some interesting fun cameos as well there's there's plenty to talk about in the spoiler special for this and we will be doing one for it and it will be out at some point next week hurrah we We gave this film four stars four stars which probably tell that I'm not entirely on board with that was quite generous but I'd have given this three it's like it's daft it's stupid it's Mm. objectively not what I would call good but there's lots to enjoy like it's fun like, it's a fun film. Yeah. You will enjoy yourself. This is very much a film to go and see with friends who appreciate, you know, big, stupid action movies. Yeah. And ideally, high-five your way through it. Like, I, I honestly feel I like you need to be giggling at it consistently because if you stop and think about it for even a second, you'll end up like Chris. And maybe, maybe that's where I went wrong, Helen. Like, usually, I wasn't there you with and I, you. You I and know. I, we go see these movies together, we high-five. I know. You know, I shit where I eat. It's totally it's, fine. Yeah, it's really smelly. But... In this case, I was on my own. I was maybe a little bit lonely, a little bit sad. I don't want to say that you abandoned me, but like, you know, if the shoe fits. So, four stars then for Hobbs and Shaw presents Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, colon Hobbs and Furious presents Hobbs and Fast. I don't know what it's called, but we gave it four stars. So there we go. Now it's time to talk about animals. Last week's guests on the show were Alia Shawcat and Holiday Granger, <laughs> or Vacation Granger if you're listening in the States, and I will never stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is a comedy drama set in that their Dublin Jimbo. Did you have to understand? Did you look at the film and you were going, oh, Jesus, no, I need the subtitles. <laughs> I don't understand a word they're saying. It was a lot like that, especially because so this is based on and adapted by Emma Jane Unsworth from her novel, which is set in Manchester. And of course, Holiday Granger is Mancunian. Yeah. However, for funding reasons, the whole thing got relocated to Dublin. So it is indeed <laughs> very Irish. But, uh, but it actually works. And Granger nails 
I mean, let's be nails honest. Nails a Dublin accent. She nails a Dublin accent. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yes, it's very, very good. I, I enjoyed this a lot. So this is this is uh, Holiday Granger and Alias Shawcat. Granger plays a, a writer called Laura and uh, Shawcat as kind of an expat American called Tyler. And they've been best friends for 10 years since uni and they have spent that decade drinking, doing drugs and shagging and generally living it up. As Just we like here do on the Empire Podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but they, this is what they've done with their 20s, and they're coming into the 30s now, and the fundamental sort of crux of this is, is that uh, Granger meets a young classical musician, as one does in a pub, <laughs> paid by Farfay, and Shawcat has no intention of giving up her sort of partying lifestyle, and it creates a rift between them. Now, it sounds quite twee as a setup, but the actual execution is far from. Like, it's very much a celebration of female friendship, but also their excess, their lifestyle, their debauchery. There's no judgment. It's not frowned upon. It's like, these are just people enjoying themselves. These are people living their lives to their full, and it is not casting aspersions on them or trying to kind of pigeonhole. Like, there's no punishment. There's no judgment in this film, and I really liked that about it. It accepts them for who they are. And I thought they were great, great characters, very, very believable. Who did the directions? And the directions are done by Sophie Hyde. And and it, she does a really good job with, with, with this film. Like I, I, I did, With the directions. With the directions. <laughs> oh, the directions. You've never seen such directions. The directions were... Marvelous. Left a bit. Left a bit. Right a bit. You're there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 a really good film. It's also a very unusual film. It won't be to everyone's taste, but uh, all I'm going to say is one of the first scenes sees a character strip naked and set pubes on fire accidentally on a bar. So you know you don't see that a lot. Not even in Hobson Shaw. It's weird. It does feel like someone's just put cameras in the Empire Podcast studio and yeah. just yeah, just mining us yeah. for inspiration. Yeah. She accidentally, sort of while dancing naked on a bar, leans too close to I think what is a flaming sambuca. That's exactly what happened in the pilot episode. Oh my god! Wow. Be careful, chaps. Yeah. Mm. Wax for your safety. On the other hand, Ali did end up at Radio One, so it was. <laughs> yeah, there were no. It works out though. nicely. Yeah. As yeah. your lawyer, Chris, I'd like to make it clear that you're joking about Ali. I am joking. For whom you have the utmost respect and whose pubes you know nothing about. Well, let's not go that far. And then. I will sign a document to that effect. <laughs> but yeah, so Animals is great. Really enjoyed it. We gave it four stars. Uh, so you know. Go and watch that. If you don't want to see a man pulling <laughs> a helicopter out of the sky with his hands. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Sounds I haven't good. seen that yet. I'm dying to. So I'm yeah, well, you'll like it. I yeah. will. Sounds good to me. Quick shout out to two movies that are also out this week and that we gave four stars to. Ritesh Batra's Photograph and Holiday, which is a slab of darkness from Swedish first-time director Isabella Ekloff, who co-wrote Border. Did anyone see Border? Came out last year, the troll, fantasy troll thing. Really, really great. It came out this mm. year. I was sitting behind Nick when he watched it, if that helps. No, that doesn't help. Okay, uh, It has the year's weirdest, most unforgettable sex scene. It blows the one in Hobbs and Shaw out of the water. Wow. Wait, was there one in Hobbs and Shaw? There wasn't one in Hobbs and Shaw? Pretty sure there wasn't. <laughs> what film was I watching? I do not know. <laughs> that might explain why you didn't think there were enough car chases. I think I know what's happening. <laughs> anyway, so those are also out this weekend. We gave them both four stars as well. And we should also tell you this week to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yep. And listen to the Pilot TV podcast, <laughs> which is on Monday. Wow, that may be the first time I've ever heard because that, that was pretty funny. So I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't have the cut out. Yeah. I can't have the cut out. However, yes, do the right thing is getting a re-release for its thirtieth birthday. Yes, um, which is terrifying. It still feels uncannily and quite upsettingly relevant mm-hmm. as a film. Mm-hmm. 
but it is very, very, very much worth seeing. If you haven't seen it, it's Spike Lee's second film. I think it was his second third feature. Film. Third feature. Third film. Third film. Yeah. She's got to have in school days. You're correct. Yeah, mm. third film. Uh, it should have, as as they actually talked about at the Oscars that year, Kim Bassinger, I think, made made the point that this, this film should have been up for Best Picture. And she was absolutely right. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal film. And yes, you should see it. I don't want to say too much about it. It's set during a heat wave in New York City, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it sees tensions flare up around the local tensions. pizzeria owned by Danny Aiello. Yep. Giancarlo Esposito is in it. Yep. Um, Spike Lee himself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Bill Nunn has a f- fantastic role. Samuel L. Jackson's there in mm-hmm. a small role. Rosie Perez. Yep. Incredible cast, but just, it's an, it's an even better film. It's a great film. Great film. And go and check it out if you want to do the right thing uh, <laughs> this weekend. I think it's also coming out on Criterion Collection Blu-ray over here as well. So if you haven't seen it, Ooh. it's going to have loads of great bells and whistles. And if you want to do the right thing, at some point in the next couple of weeks, our second podumentary will be going up to celebrate Empire 30. And that will be a podumentary dedicated to do the right thing with the great Spike Lee himself. Cool. So that's going to be very exciting. So if you haven't listened to the first one, the first podumentary was dedicated to James Cameron's Avatar and what they are. They're kind of podcast documentaries. So they're long form features narrated by yours truly, but using fresh interviews with, in that case, James Cameron, and in this case, Spike Lee. So check that out. It's going to be a lot of of fun. Spike was in very, very good form. Five stars then for Do The Right Thing. And then we're going to do the right thing really, really quickly and wrap up the review section with the Angry Birds movie (laughs) 2. Angrier Birds? Um, Can we just keep this one short as well? Because I have to say that Angry Birds sponsor Everton Football Club, so therefore I'm yes. going to... Yes! And now, <laughs> spoiler special. I'm going to adopt a very, just kind of, just negative body language. Mm. That's okay? Yeah. Wow, that is really negative. Quite angry. Um, but no, the film is a positive film. So I saw a very early cut of this, so I didn't review it. I want to make that clear because I... I, I saw an unfinished print. Chris, stop it. So Breathe. Angry. Breathe, Chris. So Breathe. You're like one of the pigs in, in, the, in the film. So if you remember the last film, you will, of course, know that Jason Sudeikis is red, who is a red bird. <laughs> Not kidding. They don't just throw the shit together. <laughs> no, they throw. Oh, there hey. you go. Um, he was the angry bird. He was at war with the island of pigs who lived nearby his bird island. Please give us more of the mythology. <laughs> yes, but now they've teamed up, you see, because there's a big purple bird who lives on an there's ice island. Con. So, hang on, isn't this the trope you hate the most yes. in cartoon form? It is the trope I the hate the most. villains have become the heroes become to fight the another villain. Oh I mean, God. they're still a bit dodge because, you know, they're pigs and angry birds, so they're not the greatest people in the world. But neither is the big purple bird on the other island. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself launched at the villains. Is that is yeah. that basically what you this is? You either become a hero uh-huh. or you don't come back for the sequel, it seems to be the rule in Hollywood okay, these days. Okay. Anyway, I, that's beside the point. This is actually very fast, very funny, quite charming, uh, very, very colourful. The kids are going to love it, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't, I've never played the game, so I'm not what you would call an Angry Birds expert. An expert? It, but, yeah. See, that I was going to make a angry bird joke there but then thought you might punch me so I'm just going to leave it that's probably wise I might have done but mm. yeah there's there's some cute bits and there's a cute running gag in this you know like the little squirrel thing in mm. Ice Age mm. there's a kind of running gag in this with three little chicks mm-hmm. trying to retrieve a lost egg so it all sounds good Helen but I'm still so furious at the mere existence of this movie that I, I didn't process a single word you said but some, it, sounds, some, it sounds great the film's fast Chris is furious and we gave this how many stars? 
<laughs> we gave this three stars. Three stars, which actually in Angry Birds world is maximum stars. That's actually very true. Yeah. So I guess it's the best movie ever made. Yeah. But then again, I have to deduct points for their association with Everton Football Club. So one star then for the Angry Birds movie too. It is most regrettable, but there you go. You dance with the devil, you're going to get burned. Right. On that bombshell. <laughs> I do. Oh, yes. I do have, joking aside, I will mention... While I have done my comedy pilot plug, I will say we have some good guests coming next week on the Pilot TV podcast. Cree Sniper Minerva is on the podcast next week. Ooh. Gemma Chan, who cool. stopped by with Dominic Savage to talk about I Am Hannah, which is the third part of uh, Savage's uh, I Am anthology TV series. I just had so. a huge, genuinely a huge uh, slab of deja vu. Why? I felt that you've done this before. What just what no. shield for the pilot TV podcast? No, yeah, no, I, no, I know you've done that before, and there seems to be precious that we can stop. We <laughs> can stop you, sadly. But everything about that last forty-five seconds is—I'm wow. sure I've had it before. You are now entering the twilight zone. This is so weird. It's like that movie. What did they call it? Deja vu. <laughs> That's the one. So weird. Well, anyway, anyway, Gemma's on the podcast. Come and have a listen. It drops on Friday. On, uh, when does it drop, Chris? When is it? It's Monday. <laughs> it'll is it, be, it's Monday. So this, this is Friday. It'll this be is Friday. Monday. It'll be yeah. on Monday. Yeah, okay, on Monday. yeah. You've, you've already recorded it and it's all good. And it is. Everyone's great. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Uh, and while we're here doing very, very quick plugs, we should mention our live podcast again, September 14th at the London Podcast Festival. I don't know how, you know, I presume there are tickets available. They haven't told me it's sold out. So, yeah, you know, same I, here. Uh, I presume they will if it, if it were so there might be some tickets available to lads still so log on to www.3wskingsplace.co.uk and if you buy tickets to three or more shows at the London Podcast Festival which is adding new shows all the time from great podcasts on this side of the pond and great podcasts from the other side of the pond and great podcasts that have nothing to do with ponds and so if you go to see three or more shows and I hope that you would including of course the Empire Podcast you can get a 15% discount of your purchase wow. and that ain't too shabby let me tell you so we would love to see you on September 14th so do please buy tickets and come and see us and hopefully a special guest and if you are for example Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt and you are listening to this and you're free on the evening of September 14th come along be Come on the on. show. Be on Join the show. Join us. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of great stuff inside the, uh, the podcast. All right. And on that bombshell, that is it for this week's Empire Podcast. Join us next week for more film-related fun. We'll be joined by a Blinded by the Light double whammy. Ooh. So we'll be joined by director Gurinder Chadha and also the star of that movie, Vivek Kara. So very exciting. Right. Very exciting times ahead. But until then, Mm-hmm. Until we meet again, until that auspicious occasion, it is goodbye from our wonderful guest this week, Nick Frost. He's already gone. I did wonder why he was very quiet during that Angry Birds review. Anyway, it's goodbye from James Dyer. Goodbye, Christopher. Oh, just say goodbye what, to Chris. What have I done? You've never called me Christopher. Well, have I done something? The, yeah, that's the naughty name, isn't it? You're just going to have to figure thing. that out, Chris. Christopher. Anyway, it's goodbye from Helen O'Hara. Toodaloo. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. You know, I'm off to do... Well, you know, I didn't get a chance to do this during the Lord of the Flies thing, but I'm off to... I'm excited the fact by the fact that Luca Guadagnino is making a new movie because oh, it boy. means that he might be in the market for a new theme tune. Oh, boy. And I'm off to work on it because, you know what, guys? I think Lord of the Flies deserves a really cracking theme tune. All right? Uh-huh. Okay. Lord me by your flies, Lord me, Lord me, Lord me by your flies, oh yeah. Chris, have you ever read the book, just asking for a friend? (sighs) Yes, I have actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Bash me, bang me. No, yeah, I have read it, but you know, a long time ago. Bash me with your rock. Bash, bash, bash me, me with bash your rock. Me. That's good. I'll do that. No. Bash me with your rock. Bash me, bash me, bash me with your rock. Oh yeah. Look at you know how to get in touch with me. DM, Instagram. I am available and very cheap. You can have me for seven hundred pounds. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye.